0: She had two babies, one was six months, one was three. In the war of 44, boom, Mm. every telephone ring, every heartbeat stinging when she thought it was God calling her, boom, or would her son grow to know his father, boom, I don't want to wait. For our lives to be over, I want to know right now. Will it be? Boom, 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 boom. Come on, I don't wanna wait. For our lives to be over, will it be? Yes, or will it be. Sorry. Do Do-do-do-do-do. yes. What is going on, bitch? Listen, what is really going on? Welcome to the Solomon Ray Podcast. I am your host, Solomon Ray. And that was, honestly, such a Grammy award-winning performance by yours truly of the Paula Cole song, I Don't Wanna Wait, aka Dawson's Creek song. Um, Yeah, I'm just really feeling my white girl fantasy at this moment. <laughs> I really am. It really fucking dawned on me over the weekend. I went rock climbing. Listen, listen, just... <laughs> just fucking say that out loud as a mess. Ma- <laughs> so, bitch, I wear fucking rock it like, Hold on. Wait, wait a minute, bitch. It was actually my decision to go. <laughs> bitch, I'm really in fucking like, tears right now. Hold on. Um... <laughs> So it dawned on me, like, bitch, I'm really giving white girl fantasy. Like, that's really what it's giving. I don't know if it's because I've, like, I've moved back to California, Southern California, for so long now. And I'm, I've am i really, really been here for a while to where I'm really giving white girl fantasy. Like, I'm going rock climbing on the week. <laughs> I am vegan, honey. I am fuck. I have a cat. <laughs> I can't even fucking take this. So I just felt like that song was very appropriate. Bitch, I was fucking listening to Joan Osborne, the the song What if God is what you know, What if God was one of us? Whatever, that song. Bitch, cause I have like a whole I have I literally have like two different playlists and one of them's called White Girl Tears. I've had this for years. It's called White Girl Tears. And then I have White Girl White. White Girl Tears 2. So I play these songs when I'm trying to, like, be emotional and folkloric and just giving white girl moments. So um, I just started White Girl Tears 3. (laughs) I don't know why this is making me laugh so much. So I just started White Girl Tears 3, which is the new podcast. I mean, the, the new playlist. And I was like, well, bitch, let me put on all like my favorite songs from like the nineties, like all my like Lilith Fair shit and you know, um that that shit that they play for the ASPCA, the dog animal, you know, save the dog shit, um, Lilith Fair shit. So I have all that shit, bitch. Anyway, so yes. Um definitely feeling my white girl fantasy. I'm not mad at it. I feel very um I feel above the rest. I'll, I'll say that. I just feel very effervescent. I feel good. Honestly, I feel good. <laughs> uh, um, Uh What was I going to fucking say? So, yes, this... Before I get into the show, we... So, this weekend, I've always wanted to go back and do rock climbing. So, f- just a little backstory. Hold on. So... I went to school with a bunch of white kids. Like, I would have to take the bus, a school bus, and pick me up from Southeast San Diego and go to, like, Claremont and Point Loma and stuff. And that's where I went to school. Long story short, basically everybody in my school was white. There was only five black people, me included. That was it. So, um, and I think I've told this story before, but we all, were called Nenea. Meaning, like, we took the last letters of our last – I mean, excuse, our, the last letters of our first names and created, like, a little acronym for each other. So, um, for, for all of us. So, we're called Nanea because we was the only girl – we was only girls in the fucking school. But, it, I mean, it was really no tea. Like, I will say this. I grew up um, at that school – Everybody was really fucking dope. They're, and to this day, like, I look on people's pages. We still follow each other, and we're still supportive of each other. And I'll say th- those white people are not, like, crazy racist white people. They are really cool. You know, they are getting vaccinated. They believe in science. They are woke as fuck. Like, they're not, like, but also we were also privy to a really great um, education that wasn't provided. It was a public school, but it wasn't public school, if that makes sense. Um, You had to kind of get selected and you could only go there. And once you, if you left the school, you couldn't come back, meaning so if you came, you had to get in and on in kindergarten. And so we started off with a gang of motherfuckers, but you couldn't leave. Like once you left, you couldn't come back in. So. We started off with a gang of motherfuckers in kindergarten and every year some people would leave, a couple would, you know, but there was never new kids. So every time I went back to school, there was no, oh look, this is the new kid. Um, everybody say hi. We didn't have new kids. So that um so it was a public school, but it kind of wasn't. Um, and it was funded by a bunch of rich, you know, families. So it's it's it was weird. Anyways, great, great, fabulous education. I talked to some people. Um, and we went on fucking field trips, nonstop, like space camp, um, a whole gang of like, we would go on field trips at least once a month. And I didn't realize how expensive that was. Um, and people were like, bitch, we went on like a field trip, like once a year at our school. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck? I was like, bitch, we literally went on a fucking field trip once a month. If people who ever went to the school with me, if like, they could testify. Like, bitch, we went to field trips once a month. And my mom works for the school district, which is also how I got into the the school. My mom works there. And she works in the transportation sector. And she was like, yo, so like, just to fucking get a school bus is like $700. I said, what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, just to get the school bus to rent it for the hour to take you guys to these field trips at that time was $700. And in the 90s, that's like a lot of money. Anyway, bitch, is still a lot of money now. Girl, y'all motherfuckers better Uber your kids to these fucking field trips. I wish I would have a fucking kid and they'd be like, oh, yeah, it's $700 for the fucking, um, the bus. Bitch, I'd be like, uh, I could just Uber my child. It's okay. Anyways, um, what was I fucking saying? Oh, so I went to school with a bunch of white people. And so when, my, when I was in sixth grade, there was, bitch, oh, my friend Clayton... He he had, like, a birthday party. And so I would always get invited to, like, the girls' birthday parties because, duh, I'm gay and, like, fabulous and all the girls and their moms. Either – it was weird. Like, they all wanted me at the party, but, like, at the same time, they were, like – it was just weird. Anyways, so this was kind of, like, one of the first male birthday parties that I actually went to. I got invited, but I never would go. Um, I don't know. It was just weird. Like, we didn't really do a lot of – social activities outside of our community. Um, My mom was very, not strict, but she was like, girl, if it ain't got to do with God and Jesus and the the church, bitch, you don't have to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was very like, you want to go hang out with these white people after school and do skateboarding and shit? And it would be like, yeah, mom, I'm trying to, like, have friends. What the fuck? (laughs) So she... You know, so I don't want to say she never like stopped me, but it was just if I was like, mom, I right, let's go to church because we went to church seven days out of the week. Let me turn this off uh, my little alerts. So I went to school. I mean, I went to church seven days out of the week. And that sounds crazy to a lot of people. But to me, during that time, it wasn't. It was just there was always something to do. So I would go, get on the school bus, go to my mom after school. I would get on the school bus, go to my mom's job, and I would stay there in her office until she was done. Then we'd get in the car, we'd go home, change or whatever, and then we would go to our evening church shit. My mom had her choir rehearsal, I believe, on Monday. My choir rehearsal was on a Tuesday Tuesday. Then Wednesday was like a fellowship type um, service. And then Thursdays, I want to say it was like a, what do you call that shit? Um, Like usher, usher practice and stuff. And then Friday was dance rehearsal. Saturday was dance rehearsal. And then Sunday, you know, if you go to a black church, it's an all day event. You know what I'm saying? Like I was so envious of my white friends when they would go to church. They'd be like, bitch, our shit is literally like an hour and we're out in and out. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, our shit is from sunup to fucking sundown. So, Sundays was an all-day event. And, bitch, if it was first Sunday, forget about it. It was, you're there all day, bitch. Especially, especially if pastor is really going on, like, going off, bitch. So, yeah, so I just, I stayed in the church nonstop. So, I didn't really partake with my, like, non-black, non-Latino friends um, who lived in the northern areas of San Diego because, like, we lived in Southeast. So it was like, girl, I'm not, like... I don't have a car. Like, my parents are not about to drive me all the way up here to go hang out with y'all. Like, no, bitch. So, anyways, long story short, Clayton invites me to his birthday party. I'm For the first time, my mom says, you can go, which was really weird. Like, whenever my mom allowed me to do something... Like with white people, I just was like, uh okay, are you, I just felt not uneasy, but I just felt like I felt like like don't fuck it up, Solomon. Like she's finally allowing you to be with these white people. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you are going, don't fuck it up, don't act crazy, like you know. So I finally go and the we do rock climbing, like indoor rock climbing. Bitch, I had the time of my life. It was so much fucking fun. I had a great time. Um and ever since then, I've really enjoyed indoor rock climbing. Now, bitch, not outdoor rock climbing, but indoor, okay? With a harness and a string. Um not a string, a rope. So, I've gone throughout, you know, the since then And the last, but the last time I went indoor rock climbing, I want to say was in 2013. So it's been a very long time. So I'm like, bitch, I kind of want to go back and do it. So I hit up my friend and I was like, hey girl, or he's a guy, but um, I was like, hey girl, like, do you want to go rock climbing? So we've been wanting to go rock climbing for a long time. So we finally go, and I had a good time, but how do you give bitch? It was, I was really kind of scared. I don't know what it was. Like, I've done this so much, and he's gone rock climbing, too. But, like, I've done this so many times, and now I got really scared. I only did, like, maybe three or four, like, little climbing sessions or whatever, like, little walls. And then I was done. I was like, bitch, I can't, this is scaring me a little bit. Um, And it made me really want to recheck my... um, health insurance policy and what i'm covered covered like how do you get this is really what fucking goes on in your head when you're getting old bitch like when i was in my 20s you know i was like oh girl whatever like but now i'm just like bitch i can't afford to break a limb <laughs> you know like i can't do this i just got a manicure it was really fucking up with my nails it was just not it wasn't what it was giving back in the day and i was like wow maybe my indoor rock climbing days are over and he had a hard time too. He was like really struggling up there, which is funny because it's like here's like all the like everybody in there was like all these not seasoned but like really great like rock climb. They do this once like every weekend or whatever. And here's like this macho straight dude and then there's my gay ass and we're really fucking struggling to get <laughs> on these fucking like these little um the the, the walls um but i i mean we had fun but it was just like damn maybe my rock climbing days are over cuz it was definitely and then one of the, the the instructors there was like oh if you go over there you could do it without the um without the the harness and the the rope i said bitch i need a harness and i need a rope bitch i don't give a fuck and so but you know i was like well it was like a like a little landing thing at the bottom. So like if you fail, it was like a cushion. And so and it wasn't that that high. So I was like, "Well, let me just do it. Bitch, I got all the way to the top." I said, "Bitch, uh I got really scared. I don't know. I just got really scared. Like it, it really made me think like this isn't for me. This is not for me. Like I'm not That age anymore. I'm a 34 year old gay man. Like this is not something I need to be doing. And incorporating in my life anymore. I need to maintain on my. My lifestyle of leisure and luxury. Because the. Those outdoor. Indoor. Even indoor activities. It's just. I'm not trying to die. You know what I'm saying? Another thing I enjoy doing. I love scuba diving. I love snorkeling. All that other shit. Um, and I'm supposed to be doing that. Me and Serena are supposed to be doing it in Egypt. Now I'm like, bitch, what if I die? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I don't know why that's making me think these things, but it's like, bitch, it's just, it's just making me look and revise my insurance and up my coverage. And just, I don't know. That's the vibes that I'm getting. But, yeah, I went indoor rock climbing, girl. I'm vegan, girl. I have a cat, girl. I'm just really giving white girl fantasy. I'm really a white girl. That's me. I'm a white girl. My name is really Samantha. That's really it. My name is not even Solomon. It's not Savannah. It's really Samantha. Yep, that's me. Don't even call me Solomon anymore. Like, just don't even look at me like I'm Solomon or Samantha. Bitch, you better call me Samantha or you're getting blocked. A smooth operator, i smooth, smooth, smooth operator. Yes, the vegan thing is not as bad as I thought it would be. Now, I've really been fucking eating crow this whole entire year. Maybe this is the year of growth for me because I've every single thing I said, bitch, I'm vehemently up against, I'm actually doing. Y'all was like, bitch, just three hundred three three and something hours ago, bitch, you were like, bitch, I'll never eat twigs and berries. I'll never be vegan. Da-da-da-da-da. And here you are vegan. But I listen, I'm only gonna be vegan for like a couple more weeks and and then I'm gonna phase it out before I get to Egypt because I'm eating everything when I get there, bitch. I'm I'm drinking it all, smoking it all, fucking it all, eating it all. I'm doing it all, bitch. Um so Yeah, I'm trying – I'm going to start incorporating meat slowly before I get to Egypt because I don't want to get sick. Um, But, yeah, like, it's not fucking hard. Bitch, the keto diet, honestly, was harder because there's so many things that have carbs in it. And a lot of the things that you have to eat on – keto only works when you also have, like, a high-fat intake. So, and I'm not, I'm really going to throw up thinking about this. I'm not a big fan of, like, ooey-gooey cheeses. I'm not a big fan of, I don't mind, I like cheeses, but I like harder cheeses. I don't like a lot of fat shit. I don't like a lot of beef. I don't really like beef in general. Um, so, there's a lot of, I don't like, I don't want to eat five eggs. I'm going to throw up, bitch. I don't want heavy cream. I'm going to really throw up. <laughs> I just thinking about these things, like, something, I kid you not, ugh, I'm gonna throw up, bitch. White, creamy substances really fucking sins me. I do not like it. That, it just, yogurt, milk, ugh, and creams and stuff, like, not, I, sour creams, like, I can use them and cook them, but I have to, like, use them really quick so I don't look at them. Because if I look at them for too long, it really makes my stomach queasy. So, needless to say, um, the vegan diet is really not fucking hard. I don't miss food at all, bitch. I really wholeheartedly don't. I'm not hungry. I don't have no cravings. None of that. Like, I, I don't like beef much at all. I do miss a piece of fried chicken, but aside from that bitch, that's it. Um, I do like, I think I might probably ease into being pescatarian because I definitely like seafood a lot as y'all know, but it's really not fucking hard as far as the weight loss is. It's not as drastic and quick as the keto diet the keto diet, bitch, I, listen, the girls, when you do it, you be dropping, like, 49 pounds, like, in the first 20 hours. Like, for real. Like, it be, that weight be gone, bitch. For real. But I've learned a lot of it has to do with because it's water weight. And I guess when you're not eating carbs, you get something about dehydrated. You're kind of low-key dehydrate Some shit, bitch. I don't know. But it's a lot of water weight. Um. Which is fine because it gets rid of, like, bloat and shit. But I will say I lost a mad weight on the keto diet the first week versus my first week on this vegan diet, bitch. I've only lost, like, two pounds. But I feel, I don't know, but I feel that those two pounds, which is now three because it's been more than a week now. Now I'm down to three pounds. I feel like it's fat. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's fat um and i don't feel lethargic like i used to i have more energy and my energy is more sustained whereas there was peaks and lows with my energy before now i just feel like bitch i wake up there's energy till like for the the remainder of the day um my mood is a little bit more balanced which thank god because it was a good, it was getting a little um wonky the last few months, because people were really irritating me. Um, What else? I feel like the white parts of my eyes are clearer, which is weird because I have a lot of allergies. And I would always put like these antihistamine prescription, um, what do you call it? Prescription eye drops in my eyes to help with the scratchiness and dry eye for my, bitch, I just realized this. I haven't used those things in since I've been on this vegan diet and my eyes are white and if people know me personally they know my eyes be dry as fuck like my eyes be fucking parched honey it's fucking sand grains and dunes in my fucking eye that's how dry these motherfuckers are and bitch I just realized this I have no dry eye right now wow bitch um what else I don't I have, I also when I this is horrible I wake up every morning and take an 800-milligram tablet of ibuprofen, like anti-inflammatory. I haven't taken any ibuprofen since. And my back is fine. I used to have, like, this shoulder ache from when I punched somebody uh, about, like, hmm, December 2019. I got in a pretty—not bad fight, but I was fighting, okay? I'll just put it like that. I was fighting, bitch. And but here's the thing. Side note, pause. Here's the thing. I was fighting, but it was on goal, like instant. Like it wasn't like a, a, a ease up into the fight type thing. It was on goal, bitch. It was on site, bitch. It wasn't like a uh okay, you know, I'm warming up my muscles. Let me stretch. No, bitch. It was. We got it in instantly, bitch. And we was on. We was rolling on the ground, bitch. In the drive through, um. So me against two motherfuckers. So needless to say, I think I pulled a muscle, um, because I the doctor said I activated my muscles way too quickly. Hello, bitch, because these um fucking um reflexes is on call. Okay, but how do you get? It's nice to have great reflexes, but when you get a little bit older, bitch, it's not what it used to be. Okay, so I had a little. My back was hurting for a while, so I was just taking like little ibuprofen. Anyways, long story short, my back don't hurt. OK, like it's I don't know, bitch. I don't know. Listen, I don't know if it's the vegan. I don't know what it is, but I will say my allergies is not what it used to be. My eyes are not dry and I have no inflammation in my muscles at this point. Bitch, it might kick up tomorrow. Knock on wood. But so far, it's not that bad. Um, And there's a lot of really great options in my city for delivery and stuff, um, I just started making my own vegan meals here at home. But so far, it's not that bad. Um, we'll see how it goes, bitch. Bitch, listen, I might stay with it. You know, I might just fucking stay with it. I was like, bitch, I'm only going to do this till I go back to Egypt so I can be skinny mini. But, like, bitch, I might. It it may not be hard to really give up meat. You know, it's definitely not hard to give up dairy at the fuck all but we'll see. Okay, so before I get into this next topic, um, I do want to let you guys know that me and Serena are going to be doing like a quick little 30-minute maybe podcast on here. It's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to be a different channel or spot podcast. Podcast. It's going to just be on here. It's just going to be bonus episodes every Tuesday. So every Tuesday will be a new bonus episode where me and Serena are watching RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. And we are going to just be discussing each episode. So I want to invite you guys to watch it with me and her. The new episodes come out. The first episode is this Saturday. So it comes out Saturday on WOW Presents Plus, which I think is it's an app. Um, that you download, I think there's like $3.99 or $2.99 a month or some shit like that. Or I know they give you like a free week trial or some shit like that. I don't know, girl. It just, that's where, that's where you could watch it. I don't think it's on VH1. Um, but anyway, so it's going to be every Saturday. We're going to watch the show, okay? And we're going to have the podcast that comes out on Tuesday. And we're going to just just kind of discuss the show and, you know, just watch it together. Um, I've been watch I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately that kind of um go through a season and they watch things together, which I thought was really fun. So I wanted to do that as well. But it's gonna be really cool if you guys leave little voicemails on Anchor. So if you go to anchor.fm dot slash Solomon Ray podcast. Hold on, bitch. I don't even know my damn bitch, what is this? Hold on. This is so embarrassing. Like I'm really about I'm really telling y'all to do something and I don't even know where like the fucking Okay, dead. Go to anchor.fm slash the Solomon Ray podcast. And if you click on this area at the top where it says message, you click it and you can leave a voicemail. I mean, a voice message. And that would be cool. We could put it. We could input that into the show. And, you know, you talk about like who was your favorite contestant of the week, what your thoughts were. I'll present a question on my social media and you guys can respond Um, But I definitely want this to be a little bit more interactive than this particular podcast. So um, if you guys want to do that, I would invite you guys to start watching every episode on Saturday. You have Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. No, bitch. No, you just got Saturday and Sunday to um, watch the show because me and Serena are going to record the show on Monday. So it's ready for you guys Tuesday morning. So, Again, that's the um, the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, the Australia edition. So be sure to um, be on the lookout for that. That I guess the new episode, that will air or our version of our podcast <laughs> will come out on Tuesday. So, But you don't have to subscribe. Like, again, you don't have to subscribe to anything else. It's going to just stay on this feed. So, yes, moving right along. so the only thing i really want to talk about like i kind of wanted to touch on the oscars but girl i didn't watch it so can't really talk about it don't know who won (laughs) just don't it's just so like it's just like a weird year like i feel like i didn't watch movies but i watched movies you know what i'm saying like i just i feel like it was it was definitely the movie theaters were closed So, I don't know what the big contenders were. I don't know nothing, bitch. Bitch, I didn't even know the Oscars was on until after the next day. They're like, oh, the Oscars was yesterday. I said, bitch, what the fuck? What the hell? So, I didn't watch it. Um, I just want to say that um, Angela Bassett does not have an Academy Award, nor does um, Whoopi Goldberg for her portrayal of Seelie in The Color Purple. And if anybody needed to win um, Best Actress in a Leading Role, it's those two women. And I believe Halle Berry might be the only black woman to have won that the, – the one and only black woman ever to win in that category since then. So that's kind of really interesting considering – well, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. Um, <clears throat> but one thing I do want to get into – is this stylist, his name is Scott Lucas, is writing like a tell-all book. um, And he tells this to page six, but the tell-all book is titled Wardrobe Malfunctions, Receipts from the Front Lines and the Front Rows. And he also, he talks about a bunch of stuff from everything from Liza Minnelli to um, his beef with Donatella Versace and him instilling an idea, I guess, that he did for a dress for Tina Turner. Um, And he also talks about the Super Bowl incident with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. Now, this is the type of tell-all book that I really want to listen to. I mean, I love, like, don't get me wrong, I love memoirs from celebrities. But as you guys know, like, we talked about this. It's always under the guise of, like, still keeping everything glamorous and very much in the the celebrity's best interest. So sometimes it's always nicer to read the tell-all books from the stylists and the makeup artists and the motherfuckers from behind the scenes because they give you more of the dirt, more of the the, the tea, bitch, you know? Side note, allegedly, allegedly, let me pull up the, the date. Allegedly. Allegedly, Little Kim is coming out with her very first memoir titled The Queen Bee on November 2nd. Allegedly. Because if you're a Little Kim fan like me, and I mean, I'm a hardcore, no pun intended, Little Kim fan, Kim be saying some things and she be giving out some dates. And bitch, it just, eh, they don't always, those dates, I don't know where those dates come from i don't know if she means uh, this millennia or this century but those dates come and go and then the product is never there so (laughs) it's no shade on. i love kim down to the like down to the ground and uh, but that's just that's just kim and if you're a little kim fan you just know that that that's just what it is so allegedly her memoir is coming out um, November second, and it's titled "The Queen Bee And bitch, <clears throat> what was I just saying a few weeks ago? If there's anybody's story I want to fucking hear, it's Little Kim's. I don't give a fuck about Demi Lovato. I don't give a fuck about nobody else. Give me a fucking memoir, a biopic, something from Little Kim. And th- those are the fucking stories I want to hear and I want to know about. So, bitch, I'm I'm waited on on bated breath for this fucking memoir I'm I I can I will literally read this like Mariah's from beginning to end but however unlike Mariah's I feel like I would enjoy Kim's more because Kim keeps it funky that's one thing I will always admire about her she keeps it fucking funky so um I know I'm going on a motherfucking tangent, bitch, but I know the, um, not the Beyonce fans, but the girls are like really upset because she keeps calling herself the queen bee. And I just really want to reiterate, Kim has always been the queen bee. She is the queen bee. And is Beyonce queen bee? Cool. Whatever. I don't really give a fuck. I'm too old for this shit. But I will say, Kim started using that for herself since day one. And I'm talking about 1996. So, they both can share the title. I really don't give a fuck. I'll let y'all fucking fight that out. I don't have a bone in this fucking fight. I, or what is it? I don't have a dog in this fight or whatever, bitch. So, whatever. Kim is the queen bee. But also, side note, side note, of a side note, um, the new winner of this season of RuPaul's Drag Race, the Ebony Enchantress, Simone, always kind of refers to some of her stylings and some of her looks via Little Kim. And it's rightfully so. Like, Kim is such a fucking style icon. And I could really go on and on about this and all her influences, but I'm not because I need to get back on track of what I was originally talking about. So yes, again, Little Kim is coming out uh, allegedly, hopefully. And if God willing, if the creek don't rise, all right, if the Lord willing and the creek don't rise, this memoir is going to come out November 2nd. So, back to the originally scheduled program. <laughs> Scott Lucas and his book, Wardrobe Malfunctions, Receipts from the Front Lines in the Front Row. This looks like it's going to be a lit-ass book. Because it's. I feel like it's going to give the full-on tea of shit. Like, for instance, he says um, he had some beef with um, Donatella Versace. So, I'm going to read this little bit right here. It says... Um, as for working with Tina Turner, Lucas says he has an axe to grind with Donna Versace, who recently honored the rock and roll legend in British Vogue magazine to promote HBO's Tina documentary. In the issue, in the issue, Versace claims she and her brother Gianni created a lingerie-style mini dress made from crystal mesh for Tina Turner, who she performed in for when she performed in Milan in May 1997 and then Scott goes on to say quote Tina hated Versace she was loyal to G- Giorgio Armani and I actually designed the famous 75,000 dress that they took credit for and I convinced Tina to wear it Donatella's been lying about it for years he claims so there's a bunch of like other bombshell things and then in in the book and one of them is also um famed makeup artist Kevin O'Con who is dead now. Um, he said, quote, no, not one celebrity showed up, not Liza Minnelli, not Gwyneth Paltrow, not even Cher. No one was there for him when he was dying. There were maybe six of his celeb friends and his family at the funeral. It was very sad. Now, if you guys don't know Kevin O'Kant, Kevin Con, like, his makeup is so fucking legendary. I saw a photo of um, Janet Jackson Online the other day of when she was at the Oscars years ago. Bitch. I know Kevin did her face. I know it. Because Kevin was um, Janet Jackson's makeup artist. Baby, the face is flawless. It's just... He just did some great work when it came to um, makeup. And he had a a book. He had a few books. um, But one of them I remember most is, it's titled Making Faces, and I, okay, full disclosure, and I hope, you know, Statute of Limitations is, you know, you know, not really in full effect, but, so when I was younger, I stole this book <laughs> from Barnes & Noble. Okay, listen, okay, full disclosure, okay, we're just gonna talk openly, okay? So, this is so goofy, like, <laughs> I would, I don't know why, Actually, I do know why, because I read. I like reading books. But I would steal books from, like, <laughs> people's libraries. And, like, I don't. it's not funny. It's so raggedy. It's really fucking raggedy. But I stole this book from Barnes & Noble. And I'm not going to tell you the location, because I don't want them coming for me. But, like, I stole this book. Allegedly, I stole this book. Allegedly. Um, and it's called Making Faces by Kevin O'Conn, And I read that from front to cover. And that's how I learned how to do makeup. Yeah, like that's how – that's – I learned so many great tricks from those books. Um, But Making Faces was my favorite one. And anyways, long story short, it's just interesting to to read this about Scott Lucas talking about how no one showed up to his funeral, I guess. It's not saying if it was a funeral or if no one showed up for him while he was dying Um, because I can't believe Janet Jackson didn't show up. Actually, let me Google this real quick. Hold on. Okay, so I couldn't find anything in regards to Janet showing up at his funeral. I just can't believe... Janet is just such a classy broad that, like, I can't imagine her not showing up or not sending flowers or doing some... I can't imagine Janet just dipped out and was like, all right, you could just fucking die, you fag. Like, I just don't believe that that was the case. I really don't. So, you know, again... More on this Scott guy in a in a little bit. Um, there is a documentary about Kevin O'Conn and it's called Larger Than Life. It's so good. I really suggest you guys watch it. Um, but yeah, so this Scott Lucas guy, listen, that really makes me really look at all this really fucking side eye because I really don't believe Cher didn't show up, Tina Turner, like Maybe Tina was like, "Girl, I'm living in Switzerland. I ain't got time for this shit." But I can't imagine Cher and and Janet Jack Janet he was Janet's right hand man. I can't imagine that being the case. Um. So, girl, we'll see. But here's the TT on the Super Bowl halftime show with Janet Jackson. So, bitch. Okay. So this is what he – he said this a few weeks ago, but I just kind of want to talk about it now. So this article from Page Six says, The stylist who prepped Janet Jackson's look for her infamous 2004 Super Bowl appearance with Justin Timberlake tells Page Six that Timberlake pushed the wardrobe malfunction in an attempt to outdo Britney Spears, Madonna, and Christina Aguilera, who had wowed the world months ago with their scandalous kissing at the MTV Video Music Awards. Super stylist, bitch, I don't know what the fuck a super stylist is, but go off. Super stylist Wayne Scott Lucas told us that Timberlake, quote unquote, insisted on doing something bigger than their performance. He wanted a reveal. Scott Lucas told Page Six that the original concept was for Jackson to be in a pearl G-string inspired by one that Kim Cattrall had worn in an episode of Sex and the City. He says, quote, Janet was going to be in this in rosha dress and Justin was going to step on the back of the dress to reveal her butt in this pearl G-string, he told us. But, quote unquote, the outfit changed a couple days ago before and you saw the magic. Of course, in the end, Justin Timberlake tore off a part of the top of their end performance briefly revealing Jas- Jackson's breasts. Timberlake famously labeled the incident a wardrobe malfunction. Um, Lucas goes on and says, I wouldn't call it a wardrobe malfunction in a million years. It was the most functioning wardrobe in history as a stylist. It did what it was intended to do. He said Timberlake recently apologized to Jackson and his manager, Johnny Wright. subsequent insist- insistence that Jackson forgives him is what. Sp- and you know what? I could really fucking read Johnny Wright for getting on the internet and, and, and being and showing his fucking ass and saying that Jackson better fucking um, apo- uh, accept his apology. I'm not doing this because Johnny Wright is honestly. I li- I have a, a, a soft spot in Johnny Wright in my heart for Johnny Wright because he was Britney's tour manager for the longest. And he would always facilitate that Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf would be able to put a c- cup of coffee from the, one of their stores from a jet on, you know, because it's a California coffee house. So, at the time, it was. And they would help, he would help facilitate putting that cup of coffee on a private jet so that Britney could have her coffee in the morning. So, listen, for people who bend over back for for Britney, there's a little soft spot for me, but bitch, your days are numbered, Johnny. Anyways, um, Janet has already forgiven Justin in private. They made their peace a long time ago, he said. Now, Scott Lucas tells what um, he, blah, 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 blah. So, So, bitch, this is something we already knew because it didn't make any sense when the Super Bowl incident happened. Like, that whole little thing came out. It just – it didn't make any fucking sense. And as you guys know, Janet Jackson was vilified. She was taken down um, by Viacom because Viacom owns everything. They own BET, VH1, MTV, a bunch of clear channel radios. So, she couldn't get on the radio. She couldn't be on – Promote none of her shit. She couldn't get on any shows, go to any award shows. She couldn't do shit. And when she had her fucking book, they tried to blackball the book too. So she really fucking suffered. And it's a fucking shame that she's such a fucking legend and a fucking Icon that the girls now don't even really know who she is. When you talk to the young girls now, like the young kids, they know who Mariah is, they know who Whitney is, they know who Britney is, they know who Cher is, they know who all these people, a lot of the young girls in this generation Z, X, whatever generation they are now, a lot of the girls don't even know who Janet Jackson is. And that's a fucking, that's criminal. That's, you need to serve time behind bars for that. For real. No, you really do. I know I'm being dramatic, but, like, you really fucking deadass need to be fucking s- spending time behind bars. That's criminal. That the girls don't know how iconic... Like, Janet has influenced so many fucking artists. She's influenced Beyonce. She's influenced Britney Spears. She's influenced Maya to um Normani. Who else? Um, um Tinashe. Literally, basically... Any and all female artists who dance or tries to, like, tries to dance in their performances, it's fucking Janet. So, that's fucking criminal. But here's the thing that I don't really like much. Why didn't you talk about this when it happened? You know what I'm saying? Like, you saw this black woman getting roasted, bitch. Roasted. Literally Put on a fucking stick. Put in the fucking flames and rotated with the door (laughs) (laughs) closed. With the fucking door closed. You saw this black woman getting fucking roasted. And you were just like, "Mm, yeah, whatever. You could have spoke up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could have said something. You could have, like, been like, you know what, bitch? Um... The, yeah, the, this was planned. Like, this... Um, this Justin wanted this. He wanted to get back at Britney. That's... Side note. That's really fucking little dick energy. That is really fucking little penis in energy. You're trying to get back at... Britney ain't worried about you. Britney probably wasn't even watching the fucking Super Bowl halftime show. For real. At that time, she was probably on tour. She wasn't worried about you. Girl, please. Like... This stylist could have, he could have really spoke up and made a change. What does it do now? You know, Janet's good. Janet's eating. She ain't missing no meals, bitch. Bitch, she got a $500, $500 million paycheck from her last husband. She's good. She's Gucci. She's she's a fucking Jackson. At the fucking end of the day, she's a Jackson. And that will always outweigh and outnumber anything else. Period. So it's just really fucking goofy and very gross that like this man just is waiting till this like in 2021 <clears throat> to write this book and be like, "Oh yeah, girl, um remember that time when history changed and um Janet Jackson's whole career fucking tanked for more than a decade and she lost uh, uh, all her shit, her everything was canceled, everything was can- like the She fucking disappeared. Like, she was still releasing music, but bitches, unless you were a Janet Jackson fan, you didn't really know what the fuck was going on. Her whole, like, musical career was ruined for more than a decade, and you just didn't say anything. You need to go to jail. You really fucking need to go to jail. Not only that, you need someone to punch you dead in your fucking snout and have all your front teeth, including the canines, punched out. All right, you need to be wearing dentures right now. You need to be in jail and beat up on a daily. No, you need to be beat up three times a day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. For real, that's really what it needs to be on a schedule. It needs to be on a time schedule. I They need to let me just reorganize and restructure pr- the prison system in America because that's how I would do it. I need to become a judge because that would be my sentencing. They'd be like, Solomon, you're really doing OD. And I'm like, you know what? Am I? Because part of the sentencing is I will sentence you to fucking life. (laughs) I will sentence you to life behind bars. No visitations, no meals. (laughs) And you would have to get your ass beat 8am at noon and at 6pm for the rest of your sentencing. For real. For doing this to Janet, it's really fucking like I can't. I can't. I need to stop talking about this because it's making me angry. (laughs) But fuck that man. And honestly, I'm not gonna read that fucking fuck ass book. Fuck him. Moving right along. Okay, so now it is time for listener letters. If you have a question. Or you want some relationship advice or not advice, just like input or whatever. Um, go ahead and send it to ask at the com, and I might be able to put it on the show. Also, you can go to anchor.fm slash the Solomon Ray Podcast and leave a voicemail message if you want. That's easy for me to put in the show as well. So, yes, so our first question comes from Anonymous, and she says, Dear Solomon, I have a friend who doesn't believe in getting vaccinated. And now that I have been vaccinated, she wants us and our kids to get together. I feel nervous because my child and I suffer from asthma. And of course, kids can't get inoculated yet. Inoculated. What does that word mean? Bitch, I just inoculated. Oh, okay. Ooh. No, wait. Inculated. Inculp, pit, inculp, bitch. I don't know what word is this. Maybe that was a typo. Sorry, I'm going on a really long day. inoculated. What does that mean? Hold on, I'm looking this up right now. <clears throat> inoculated means okay, to treat a person or animal with a vaccine to produce immunity against a disease. Introduce an in, okay. Oh, okay. That is such a cute little word. I love that. I wonder if I could use the word inoculated in another way, like. Bitch, you're not about to inoculate me, which, yo, um, that is such a cute word. I love that. Inoculated. Inoculate. That is so cute. Okay, so I, I just learned a word. Yes. Yes. Just the Solomon Ray podcast, Um, a, a, an educational moment. Okay, so let me start over. I feel nervous because my child and I suffer from asthma, and, of course, kids can't get inoculated yet. We've been friends for a long time, but I find myself feeling attacked every time we speak because I have distanced myself. She's attacked me as a parent for avoiding others and for still being hesitant even after I have been vaccinated. I'm hesitant about getting reunited with someone who has such different, differing viewpoints on this health crisis, and I feel like this has made me question our friendship. I hope you, as someone who does believe in science, can provide me with some clarity and tell me if I'm being a COVID-crazed mama. Thank you, love you, and your positivity. Well, thank you. Um, You know what's funny is I was really thinking about this yesterday. That is the weird... Because I... I just... There is a, not a few friendships because we're not like friends. You know what I mean? There's just people I've worked with and known and just kind of continue to work with and keep in my inner workings of work type stuff, if that makes sense. And I've known this person for a very long time, for probably 10 years, more than 10 years now. And they've done some like questionable things to where it's like, they were following a lot of like trumpy republican type stuff and i was like you know what i just distance myself from that still a nice person still really sweet we still can break bread together i like this person a lot for face value but they also i also saw like a like a blue lives matter type um sticker which Really did not make me feel good recently, and it made me question like, am I going to really break bread with you anymore and give you this money? You know, and the answer is no. (laughs) The answer is no. That's my answer. But um, it yeah, it made me think like, I don't feel comfortable with this person. Do I still like them? Do I still fuck with them? Well, I don't fuck with them like that. But do I still trust their professional opinions on things? Yes, but. I'm not, I'm at a point now to where I ain't gotta give my money to nobody if they ain't benefiting me. I don't gotta like be with people who are not in the same spectrum of me politically, and that's okay. And <clears throat> the thing is, I know some people are like, oh, it's like a difference of opinion. It's but then there's certain things where it's like, it's not. Like a difference of opinion, first off, I'm going on another tangent. Sorry. A, having a difference of an opinion isn't saying like, oh, I don't believe this vaccine is is effective. That's not an opinion. That's just ignorance. All right? Having an opinion means you preference one thing over another, but you still could deal with the, the original one. Meaning, let's say someone's like, oh, bitch, purple is, in my opinion, the superior color over blue. It doesn't mean you hate blue. It means you still like blue and you'll still wear blue, but your preference and your opinion is that purple is better. That's what an opinion is. A lot of people will be like, oh, that's my opinion. Bitch, it's not. That's just you being stupid. So, um, you know what, friend? I would... This is really tricky because it's let me know that I don't think I'm ready to have kids just yet because I don't think I'm emotionally mature enough to have kids because I feel I'd be too protective of my child to where I will bust somebody in their mouth if they do anything remotely against the the betterment of my child. So I don't, I don't think you're out of line. I don't think that you are some crazy person. You are protecting your child. And like, that's what you're supposed to do as a mother, you know, as, a, as a mother or father, you're supposed to be there and protect your children and If you are thinking in the long run, like, bitch, we can't be chilling together for the next, I don't know, let's say six months, eight months or whatever until herd immunity really kind of low-key kicks in or, like, some changes start to become made, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And if anything, I think that's just responsible parenting. Honestly, I really do. Because let's say your child does get sick. The chances of your child recovering might might be great, may not. You said you have you have asthma. Um I don't know if your your children do or not. But here's the thing, like you would still have to take off time from work or whatever your schedule is and and do what? Be a mom. You know what I'm saying? That bitch ain't gonna help you out. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um I if I was a mother I mean if I was a mother, <laughs> if I was a father and I had a child, I would be doing the same thing. I'd, I'd be really OD. Luckily, <clears throat> I live alone. I basically move alone. I do a lot of shit alone. Um, I have the luxury of kind of not being around a lot of people all the time. So my viewpoint, not my viewpoints, but my um, my interactions are different. But if I were to be, if I were to have a child right now, I don't know if I will go to the grocery store. You know what I'm saying? I know that sounds crazy and like a lunatic. I might just be like, bitch, it's going to just be Instacart. You know, I guess I can't pick my own fruit, but, bitch, it's just going to be shit being delivered and then wipe the fuck down. I don't know how I would react, um, but I do know for sure I would be OD. I would be hella OD. For instance, like, my mom, she had surgery, um, like, two weeks ago, maybe? Two weeks ago? Maybe three weeks ago? And I refused to go to her house. Mm-mm. And I would drop off things and just leave it in the, the, the garage. I will wear my mask in my mom's um, house and my mom's fully vaccinated and stuff like that. But at the same time, you could you can still um, con- contract the virus, even if you're vaccinated. You know, your body just is able to kill it off quicker. But um I don't know. I just didn't take those chances. You know, I love my parents. I love them. And I'm not. That's just how I'm so protective over them. And I'm like, bitch, the last thing I need something going wrong is in my mom's um surgery is some bullshit that I done caused. Or, you know, God forbid, she getting ready to go to surgery. And then, you know, she tests positive. I don't I just didn't want anything to happen. So I was like, girl, we're gonna be on the phone and I wish you all the best. I'm gonna check in with you and you know. But that's just me when I'm around the people I love and really care about. And I think that is what's missing with this whole pandemic is the girls are like, they just have no fucking care for other people. You know, and I'm, I'm, y'all know, I'm that girl who, bitch, I only give a fuck about me and myself and I a, like 98% of the time. But bitch, those 2% where I care about other people is really strong. <laughs> it is. And it's very meaningful. <laughs> But, yeah, like, I'm, I've learned, like, people just don't care about others and what it could do to other. Like, I, this lady on this message board at the building that I live at, she would be like, bitch, my daughter has asthma. And, like, can some of, some of you guys just please just fucking wear a mask in the elevator? Like, I don't understand the big deal. I don't see, like, bitch, if you don't want to get vaccinated, cool. That's on you. I don't really give a fuck. But... Bitch, just be respectful of others. Um, But, yeah, again, circle back to your question. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, I would hold off being reunited until you feel comfortable. And also, maybe I would, you know, maybe revisit this friendship. You know, this pandemic has definitely opened my eyes to a lot of people. I'm just like, ooh, girl, a lot of things the last few years has opened my eyes to a lot of people and i'm just like we ain't equally yoked honey we ain't we ain't supposed to be friends we ain't supposed to be breaking no motherfucking bread we i am good off of that so um good luck to you please keep me posted and yes if you guys have any questions again ask at the solomon Ray and our final listener letter question comes from Liz. She says, hi, darling Solomon. So I've been listening to your podcast and following you on Snapchat for a while now. And I'm particularly interested in your thoughts on ancestral worship. In your last show, you mentioned how you were not impressed with an Amazon Prime show because of some of the supernatural and unrealistic things, etc. Well, I'm like you and I'm not hesitant to work towards ancestral veneration however don't you think it's kind of a supernatural belief so why be bothered by the subject matter of that show but then believe that ancestral power is real what is the difference to you i'm just curious to hear your thoughts looking forward to your next show sincerely liz um i don't remember exactly what i said liz but i think i don't think i said those things are not real maybe i did i don't know um, I was it was mostly like, yeah, you're right, supernatural type stuff. Um, but my thing has always been my beef with shows like that is whenever I would watch like shit like Game of Thrones, which it's mostly just white people, white actors, it would bother me because I'm like, where is the representation? Where where why well, wanna see people like me? I love Game of Thrones down to the ground, bitch. But I want to see sh- people like me in those those things. You know what I'm saying? If you bitches can fucking create fucking dragons in the fucking sky and all this mythical shit, you know what I'm saying? You could definitely put some black people in Mexicans and some like Latin- Like, you can put a gang of motherfuckers up in this show. It ain't all got to be white people. Um, and that's always been my beef with these, like, fantasy-type um, shows and movies and whatever is it's not real in the first place. So your imagination imagination could be literally be anything. So that was my beef with the Amazon Prime thing is like um it was, you know, those black people could not really retaliate because at that time it would have been incredibly dangerous, but it's like it's a fictional television show like you know, y'all got the boogeyman and some other shit and like Ghosts and goblins in this fucking show like bitch just roast these motherfuckers and decapitate them, you know, Um, but as far as like that the thing is my belief when it comes to like ancestor veneration is those are people that I know though, you know, I think that's why my belief for that is a lot stronger than something like do I believe Moses part of the Red Sea, you know, do I believe in talking snakes? you know that's just that's hard for me to grasp and understand because it doesn't make sense to me um whereas i I my belief system i I feel way more comfortable believing my grandmother is watching over me or my aunts and uncles and my family members are watching over me and helping me throughout my daily life as opposed to like I don't know. Um, just fucking, I don't know, some other entity that I've never met a day in my life, you know? So, um, I, I don't consider that supernatural, um, because to me it's not. To me it's very real because those are people that I know and, and my own personal beliefs is they have showed up for me a lot of times and I have opened up that direct line of communication with them. And so, I don't know, um, but I, I get where you're, where you're coming from. But when it comes to ancestors, it, it it's a kind of like a fine – unless you're talking about like Orishas and other deities, all right, cool. I'll grant that to you. But as far as like the supernatural and when it comes to like your ancestors, I don't believe that to be true because um, these are people who really are who, – who were here. I've touched those people. I've hugged them. Um, they know me. I know them. And so they're very much real. And honestly, part of Ancestor Veneration is keeping them up and keeping that spirit and the essence of them still alive. Um, But, yeah, like I just remember as a kid, tangent, but I remember I got in trouble as a kid because I was always like, this don't make no sense. I'll be reading the Bible. I was like in kindergarten. And I remember we got my dad picked me up from from, um, church. And... They were like, "Yo, your son is doing too much. He's asking too so many questions. He's just, just tell him, just enjoy the fucking goldfish crackers at the end of the children thing, and and let it let it go." And then my dad and I were talking in the car, and I'm, I'll never forget this. We were going five north. We were in the on the freeway, and it was in June, June nineteen ninety two. I'll never forget it. And I, I just was like, Dad, I don't think this makes any sense. Like, And I was just really trying to figure it out. Um, and it did not make sense to me as a kid. However, one thing that does make sense to me is my belief in that my grandmother, my grandfather, my my mother, my father, who are both dead, um, they're watching over me. And so I get where you're coming from. But in my My experience, um, it's not considered supernatural. But, you know, I I get where you're coming from. All right. And now on to final thoughts. Um, I have no final thoughts. Honestly, I don't. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I really don't. I'm just looking forward to watching RuPaul's Drag Race on Saturday. So I really hope you guys join us. It's going to be so much fun. Um, girl, those masks sold out, honey. Like, they sold the fuck out. It's crazy. Like, every time I order more and more, and, like, I just be like, okay, it's not. this is not going to sell that fast, bitch. And they sell faster and faster. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, but I'm ordering some more now. There's going to be some really cute little colors. Also, I'm kind of toying with the idea of doing flesh tone colors, you know, with, like, different, um, like, flesh tones, um, but I don't know yet. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if it's going to look cute as a mask. You know what I'm saying? Like, body wear and, like, shapewear and, like, underwear. That's cute when it matches your skin tone. But, like, mask? Let me know what you guys think um, aside from that. Um, yes, girl. Hopefully, by the time this next episode comes out, I'm going to be 10 pounds lighter. You know? Um, but, yes, I will see you guys next week. Stay blessed. Goodbye.